One Man's Family, brought to you by Fleischmann's Yeast. One Man's Family is dedicated to the mothers and fathers of the younger generation and to their bewildering offspring. Tonight we present Chapter 3, Book 47, entitled Further Information Concerning a Secret Mission. I never cease to marvel at the really swell job the bakers of the country are doing these days. In spite of difficulties of all kinds, such as shortages of manpower and supplies, they're providing us with nourishing, vitamin-enriched bread regularly. Now, I'll bet that's something you women with families are mighty glad to know. Isn't that right? It certainly is, Mr. Carpenter. And speaking of families, there's something else I'm glad to know about. What's that? Well, I'm glad to know that by simply using Fleischmann's yeast for my baking, I can give my family delicious bread and rolls that are extra good for them. Oh, you bet you can. Fleischmann's yeast with the yellow label is not only a fast-acting yeast that makes wonderfully delicious bread and rolls, it's the only fresh yeast on the market with both vitamin B complex and added amounts of vitamins A and D. And all of these important vitamins go right into whatever you bake with no great loss in the oven. So, ladies, the very next time you bake, think of that family of yours and ask for the yeast that adds extra vitamins A and D to extra good baking. Fleischmann's yeast with a yellow label. And uh, buy a week's supply at a time. It'll keep perfectly in your refrigerator. It's the weekend at the dairy ranch again, and a large part of the family is down from the city to participate in the activities, both work and play. At the moment, it's the middle of Saturday afternoon, during those few hours which allow Cliff and Dan to relax and draw a long breath before plunging into the routine of evening milking. Taking advantage of this breather, Cliff slipped into his swim trunks and dashed down to the swimming hole under the willows at the creek, and there he found Claudia. Well, look what I found. Hi, Cliff. Doggone water sprite. And sunning herself in the bank of our creek. Mmm, and such a lovely sun. You been in already? Mm-hmm. I'm lying here drying off. Oh, the water's wonderful. Well, how about me diving in for a quick one and then lying on the sand beside you? Okay, go ahead. We'll hold everything. Oh, Cliff. Yeah? If you touch bottom when you dive, see if you can find my little gold necklace. Since when have you been wearing a little gold necklace? It isn't mine. Joan lost it. In the pool? Oh, we don't know. But we've looked everywhere else. Oh, my pal. <laughs> okay, here goes everything. One, two, three. Huh. Oh, boy. Some fun. Didn't I tell you the water's wonderful? It's nice and comfortable on the surface where the sun hits it. It's pretty cold down deep where the current of the creek is. Well, get your exercise and then come on out. Yeah. Once around the pool and then I'll be right out. And here I go. Fighting an octopus, not swimming. 
Well, what's the matter with fighting octopuses? <laughs> eh, hey, made it, doggone. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to. <clears throat> Goodness, you used to swim better than that. Oh, not much. Jack was the fish in the barber family. Well, here I come out. There. You're not even puffing after all that exertion. Yeah, it's one thing the ranch has done for me. It's given me more stamina than I ever had in my life before. Here, sit down here. The sand's nice and warm. Wait, the sun's moving around. We'll soon be in the shade of the willows. Okay, then we'll move. Oh, boy. What a life. Mm-hmm. Hey, I forgot to ask you. What are you doing down here by the pool by yourself? Well, why the hermit stuff? No hermit stuff. I just wanted to be by myself and kind of think things out. Get myself straightened out in my own mind. Oh, then I busted in. Oh, don't be a dope. I've got my thinking all done. Oh, I suppose it's about Nicky. Mm-hmm. That's pretty doggone wonderful, isn't it? One day you think he's in the middle of stuff in India, and then zip. Along comes a female letter from England saying he's safe in London. That's a load off your mind. Yes, but you know something, Cliff? I've never been terribly worried about Nicky being in great danger. My trouble's been loneliness. Oh, golly, Cliff. You can't know the cold, unhappy nights I've put in by myself since Nicky went away. Poor kid. I don't know why being manless should be so much more important to me than it is to Hazel. But it is. I guess I'm just made that way. Well, maybe it's because you and I are twins and you've been used to a male companion right from the beginning. Even before you were born. <laughs> That's an idea I'd never thought of before. Do you think there could be anything to it? I mean that a twin needs companionship more than a person born alone? Well, I doubt if you'd get a doctor to go along with you. It's interesting, anyway. Mm. Well, now that Nicky's in England, when does he expect to get back to the United States? Well, his letter said the date would have to be left out of the letter, but that I was to be in Washington, D.C. the latter part of August. Mm. Month off. Mm-hmm. But I have my reservations. Everything? Everything. I'm flying by the southern route, so the only change of planes I'll have to make is at Los Angeles. From there, we go right through. I think I'd take the streamliner if I were going back. Mm-mm. Not for me. I fly. Oh, sure, that's good, too, but... I'd like to be down on the ground where I could watch the United States unwind right before my eyes. I guess I'm kind of sentimental about that. I mean, to see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles of country pass before your eyes and realize that every clod and every blade of grass is... He's part of my America. It's rather wonderful, isn't it? I never gave it much thought till I came down here on the ranch. But you get a lot of time to think down here. For instance, you're out pitching hay. Just go along, hour after hour, and your muscles working almost mechanically. Then your mind gets loose and starts building dreams and pictures, and you start thinking about why you're put here, why the United States is such a wonderful country, what the war's about, and oh, and everything like that. And one of your dreams is to cross the United States on the streamliner? <laughs> Sounds silly. Not at all. When the war's over, why don't you and Irene make that your honeymoon trip? <laughs> to Niagara Falls, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no fooling, though. We, we didn't get a honeymoon out of this. Not a bad idea. Oh, but to get back to you, Claude, uh, have you definitely decided not to take Joan with you? Well, at first she was wild to go. But I think we've talked her out of it. Kind of too bad she can't see Nicky. Well, I'm still banking on maybe he can come back to San Francisco with me. Even if it's just for a few days. I've got to take Penny and little Nick with me, and I can't take the nurse. Oh, yeah. You'll have your hands full, all right. 
Besides, Joan's school will be starting about that time, and I hate having her miss it out. It was sweet of you and Irene to say she could spend the rest of the summer down here. Oh, sure. This place is big enough for all the barbers. Anyway, I'll have her fall clothes ready so she can stay with either Mom or Hazel and go to school with Hank and Pinky. Mm, yeah, that part's easy. How long do you think you'll be in the East? As long as Nikki's there, naturally. Maybe a week. Maybe a month. Mm-hmm. What about that job over at Treasure Island? Uh-huh. That's bad. Have you said anything about it yet? Oh, sure. They were swell about giving me a leave of absence. I mean, when they found out about Nikki. But my conscience does hurt me. People just shouldn't take layoffs these days. Mm, yeah, I know how you feel. But just try and stop me. Why, I'd climbed over barbed wire entanglements in my bare feet if Nikki were on the other side. Oh, sure, Claude, everybody understands that. Hey, uh, the shade's creeping up on us. Uh-huh. It's scoot over, huh? Oh. I'm surprised all the younger element isn't down here wallowing in the pool. Oh, Dan's having a watermelon feed for them this afternoon. Oh, I forgot about that. What's the matter with us? Don't we like watermelon? <laughs> we used to. Oh, boy, did we. Many's the day Mom's washed seeds out of my ears after a watermelon orgy. Uh-huh, me too. Oh, look, coming down the trail. Huh? Oh, it's Mom and Betty. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mom, where's your bathing suit? In the cedar chest where the moths can't get at it. Where did you suppose? That's <laughs> oh, a fine thing. Where's yours, Betty? Oh, no, not me. Winston and I are definitely not to go swimming. Doctor's orders. <laughs> well, I should think not. Well, at least you can both sit here on the sand. Is it dry? Oh, sure, Muddy Barber. Hot. Feel it. Very well. Oh, there. Ah, oh, I'll be so glad when I can get into a swimsuit again. That water looks so cool and lovely, I can almost taste it. Oh, poor Betty. Oh, well, it's worth it. Mm. Have you had a letter from Jack lately? Sure, today. He doesn't say very much about what he's doing, just that he never worked so hard in his life as he is at Camp Gillespie, and that he's getting to be a pretty good parachute jumper. Oh, I can't even imagine it. I guess paratroopers are going to be pretty important before the war's over. You notice in the paper how many they used in the opening battle for Sicily? Yes, I know. Man, do they have the tough jobs. I'm just as proud of him as I am crazy about him. He's right from the bottom of his feet to the top of his head. You'll never get into trouble with the Barber family feeling like that, Betty. No. By the way, how's the watermelon feed going? Oh, boy, is that a picnic. <laughs> More like a free-for-all. You know, Dan invited all the kids from the neighboring ranches. Yeah, I said he was going to. Well, he did. There must be 15 or 20 sprouts up there. Teddy and Irene are doing nothing but slicing watermelon, and everyone's in bathing suits, so it doesn't matter how much juice is squirted on who. <laughs> I'll bet there's plenty of juice squirting. <laughs> yes, Betty and I left before we got trampled to death. Hey, I think maybe we're missing something, Claude. I'll just continue to miss it, thank you. Where's Dad? Oh, Father Barber's standing around on the outer edge, enjoying himself. Well, is Dan in his swimming trunks, too? Sure, Dan's running everything. Having watermelon contests. <laughs> what the heck is a watermelon contest? Oh, he's thought up millions of them. First, he tied the contestants' hands behind them and gave each one a half a watermelon, cut the long way, and they had to put their faces down in the melon and eat it out. Oh, oh for goodness <laughs> sakes. If that watermelon juice dries in Joan's hair, I'll never get it out. Oh, they've got that all fixed up. The minute anyone gets thoroughly drowned in watermelon juice, he has to go over and have the hose turned on him till he's clean again. <laughs> How to have a sanitary picnic. Well, everyone's having the time of his life. There's no doubting that. Oh, sure. Dan Murray's the greatest hand in the world for kids. They're nuts about him. And everyone else, except Hazel, it looks like. Oh, she's crazy enough about him. Don't worry about that. In fact, she depends on him more than even she realizes, I think. Yes, Clifford, more than even she realizes. Well, and for goodness sakes, why doesn't she marry the man? 
Well, that's something only Hazel knows. Well, both she and Dan seem quite happy as they are, so why should we worry about it? Speaking of being happy, Claudia, oh, Jiminy, I'm happy for you. I mean about Nikki. Mm-hmm. Me too. The minute I heard about it, I sat right down and wrote Jack. Wouldn't it be wonderful if he was to come back to the coast? Yes, Betty. Then if we could get Jack back home, it would be the beginning of everything all over again. Well, the war is not going to last forever. It isn't, is it? I mean, everything's going so well now, it isn't even going to last half of forever. Oh, sure. In a few years, it'll seem just like a bad dream. An interlude that almost happened, but didn't. Because I do want Jack back home in time to really help raise his children. He's got to know them and tell them things and let them see him so they'll inherit all the dear, sweet things that I love so much about him. Oh, heck, anyway. There, 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 child. Oh, I know it. I just shouldn't talk about him so much. I always get the sniffles and boo-hoos when I start thinking what a swell husband he is. Well, you've got a cry coming any time and anywhere you want it, Betty. And here's a good, solid chest for you to cry on. You're sweet, Cliff. You're all sweet. <laughs> Betty. Mom, did Paul go into the city with Hazel this morning? Well, he didn't say what he was going for, except that he had some business to attend to. He's coming out again tonight, though, isn't he? Oh, he is. Hey, there's Dad and Margaret. What's there? Over there on that path that follows along the eucalyptus grove. Apparently, they got all the watermelon they could stand. But aren't they coming down here? Oh, sure. path winds its way down here eventually. <laughs> they sure go for each other, don't they? Oh, Margaret says they have very important conversations together. Huh? Well, you can't tell me you like watermelon that much. But I do, Grandpa. You like to get your face right down in it and, and wallow? Well, you've got to get your face down in the watermelon to eat it. <laughs> I have heard of people eating watermelon with a fork. Well, that isn't the best way. Uh, you've still got watermelon seeds clear up in your eyebrows. Oh, I have not. Well, you smell like a watermelon. Don't you like the smell of watermelon? I prefer jasmine. Well, I've got on my bathing suit. Huh? What's that got to do with it? I'll jump in the pool and wash off when we get down to the creek. Oh. Grandma's down there. Oh, she is? Yes, she said so. Well, we'll get down there eventually. Uh-huh. Grandpa. Huh? Where did I come from? Come from? Yes, where did I come from? Huh? Are you trying to inveigle information out of me which should come from your mother? What does that mean? I'm just saying it isn't my duty to tell you where you came from. Why? Because it isn't. Matter of fact, you came from the same place everyone else did. Oh. Now do you know? No. Yeah. Well, it was a very fortunate set of circumstances and coincidences which brought you into this world... Circumstances and coincidences. <laughs> What's the matter? Can't you say it? Not very good. Coincidences. What's a coincidence? A uh, fortunate circumstance. What's that? Yeah, it was a fortunate circumstance that your grandmother married me instead of Fred Thompson or Glenn Hunter. Oh. And it was a fortunate circumstance that Hazel married your father instead of that uh, painter chap from Honolulu. Oh. And you are the very charming result of those two sets of entirely unrelated circumstances. Are you talking about me? Well, certainly I'm talking about you. Here I've been talking my head off to answer your question, and I don't suppose you've understood a word I've said. Well, if you just tell me where I come from, why... Well, what do you suppose I've been telling you? What? Uh, you're much too small. Get your mother to show you a flower. A flower? Yes, 
Preferably with the bee on it. But I've seen a flower with a bee on it. Then you witness procreation with your own eyes. What more do you want? I don't know. Neither do I. Maybe we better go back and eat some more watermelon. And maybe we hadn't. You talk awfully grumpy today. Grumpy? Well, do you hate me? Huh? Do you hate me? Oh, no, I love you. And I reciprocate. Does that mean love? Huh? Does what you said mean love? 